Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for jumping on board, everybody. Before I get to our guest, a quick reminder that we've already put up two shows this week. If you missed it, uh, expert statistician Adam Payne and I looked at the NCAA tourney brackets, including U of H, Texas Tech, and Baylor's Road to the Final Four. Adam's seen all those teams up close with his work doing stats for the network big boys. So he has some great insight there. In our last show, I brought in Jacksonville Jaguars insider Zach Goodall for a closer look at new Texan safety Tayshawn Gibson, along with his take on the Jags' new QB Nick Foles and the AFC South. Late last week, I I took a big-picture look at Texans free agency with the host of the new Tackling the Texans podcast. So go find us on Spotify or iTunes if you haven't already. Now, let's get to one of the best stories in local sports right now. The Rice Owls women's basketball team have won 21 games in a row. That's right, 21. They won their first ever Conference USA Tournament Championship this weekend, and the Owls are headed to the big dance for the first time in 14 years. So I figured this is the perfect time to bring in Matthew Bartlett, who covers everything going on with Rice Athletics for AtTheRoost.com. Good to talk with you, Matthew. Thanks for having me on. It's been a fun time. Yeah, I can imagine. And, and just by the way, for all our listeners, we're going to get into what else is going on with Rice Athletics a little bit later. But first, Matthew, can you start off by explaining how in the world did this all come together for the Rice women? Well, I think it was it was several years in the in the making once they got um, Coach Tina Langley on in staff. And it's it's been a process of getting the right pieces in place. And uh, Erica, Ogu, Ogu, Erica Oguamike, who's the uh, Conference USA Player of the Year, um, bringing her and a high school teammate, Nancy Mulkey in and getting all the pieces and then just kind of getting on a roll and figuring out what worked. And as you can see, I mean, they haven't lost and I going on, it's two and a half, three, four months now almost. Yeah. It's Oguama key is how you pronounce it. And it took me a while too, because I got to cover both of her older sisters, Neca and Shanae at uh Cy fair high school. And they won a state championship there. Erica wins one at Cy Woods along with Nancy Mulkey and Erica's sister. So you had three Cy Woods girls, Matthew, that won the state championship. But if I remember this right, they all go elsewhere and somehow end up back at Rice. Do you know how they that happened? How they all end up back at Rice? I think Nancy was at OU and Erica was at Pepperdine, right? Yeah, that's that's right. And then it just kind of was, you know, one thing led to another and kind of wasn't working out how they wanted to where they were and had some hometown connections and, and got plugged in to uh, Coach Langley and Rice and decided to all, all come together, uh, you know, for one last ride. And uh, it's uh, it's been a success, to say the least. I saw Nancy Mulkey just tearing up as she spoke about third year coach Tina Langley. Who is coach Tina Langley and, and what's made her so special? I think she really gets rice and what rice is and what the rice student experience is. Um, you know, there's the different academic requirements and, and a rice student athlete is, is a different kind of breed. It, it takes somebody who's willing to do both and to put in the work on, on the court and in the classroom. And she's kind of just figured out how to work with that and how to encourage her kids to excel in all phases it's just all kind of come together at the same time. I mean, she's brilliant basketball mind and she, she gets the feel of her team on the court and in the locker room and uh, she can go in and, and say things and, and they react and it's all just kind of flowing right now. They, they've really found their rhythm with her at the helm. 
how good is Nancy Mulkey? I mean, in high school, it looked like it was a block party every single game. You don't see six foot nine female basketball players at the high school level too much. Uh, how good is she? And what's it been like to uh, have her on campus? Frankly, you don't see six foot nine girls at the college basketball level or at the WNBA as much. She's she's a rare breed. And it was it got to the point where it was kind of comical during the Conference USA tournament up in, in Frisco. There was a, an occasional moment or two where a, a quick guard would get past her and she wouldn't move. She'd turn around, stick her hand out and block the ball as whoever went up for the shot. And it just got to the point where the other teams would get so demoralized because anytime they got to the paint, they couldn't score. And it's hard to win a basketball game when you can't score in the paint. Has that been the key, really? It, it, it's the defense that she provides, the back line. And, and I know Erica also gives you a lot because she's she's top 100, if I remember correctly, coming out of high school. She might be, but her and uh, they just got a handful of girls that can really shoot. And uh, when Nancy, she had some injuries earlier this year. And when she has been on the court, Rice is undefeated. They have not lost when she's been in the game. Her, the couple games they've lost already this year, only three, uh, but she wasn't in. Um, so that's kind of just an, an interesting tidbit and kind of gives some hope for this coming weekend. And a couple of those losses, they, they were top 25 programs that they lost. They weren't losing to, to bad teams either when they were losing early in the season. No, Texas A&M, UCLA, North Carolina. No shame in that. That's a great list of teams. Uh, you look at the ESPN where they, they kind of blew the women's bracket reveal I imagine, though, that, that couldn't put much of a damper on the basketball team or the Owls fans. What what did you think when you saw all that happening? Well, I was already on my way over to campus to cover uh, spring football practice. And, uh, of course, my phone starts blowing up and people start posting the bracket. And so I start texting people inside the program. And I'm like, did y'all have any idea what's going on? And uh, they're like, yeah, get to campus now. And then they decided to move the launch up from six o'clock to four o'clock for ESPN. So it was it was kind of a whirlwind. The last uh, player was able to get into the meeting room about three minutes before Rice's name came on the screen. So, I mean, it it just it kind of ruined the, the Christmas morning moment for these kids. You know, you play your entire career, uh, all of high school, college to get to the NCAA tournament. Um, And just to have it kind of like fizzle out by someone showing you a screenshot on on Twitter uh, was kind of a downer. But at the end of the day, uh, like Langley said, when everyone was together, it doesn't really matter how you find out you're going. Um, And so they're still over the moon and they're still really excited. This is going to be a cool opportunity. And like you said, a handful of the key players from Cyprus, a lot of Texans on the team. So to get to go play up the road in College Station with a, a good home fan contingent there, it's, it's going to be pretty special. Yeah, that's really great because you could go see them if you're a Rice fan, which is fantastic. And how many, it's like most of the team, isn't it, from the Houston area? This is a predominantly Houston area Rice Owls team, so it's very much a local team. Yeah, it's, it's a good chunk. A lot of Texans and, and a lot of people from uh, and close to Houston. Now they get the 12 seed. They face uh, Marquette, the five seed in round one. Do they have a shot against Marquette? And is there enough talent to make a run in this thing? Well, I mean, if Nancy Mulkey is on the court, there's there's not really another team in the country that's going to be able to go toe-to-toe with her in the paint. And their strategy is going to be like, let's figure out how to get her out of the game so we can go and, and run our offense. Um, so I think as, as long as she is holding down the middle, middle and, 
and Erica's shooting well, which she, she has been over the last several weeks, uh, of course Rice has a chance. They've been holding just about everybody they've faced under 50 points. I think three of the last 10 teams they've faced have gotten above 50 points, and, and that's not a big number. Um, so when you can't score and you're, and you're playing a team that has this level of tenacity uh, on defense, all it takes is, you know, a not great shooting night and a superpower is going to find themselves in, you know, a five point game in the fourth quarter. And that's the kind of game that, that Rice has already proven multiple times this year that they can win. Yeah. Just to give a punctuation mark to how local they are, you got not only the three from Cy Woods, but Lauren Grigsby's from Duquesne, Jasmine Smith from Kincaid. And then you've got just some Texas ones from Fairview, Texas. Uh, Shanna Rainey, I think is how you pronounce her name. And Nicole, uh, and I'm, I'm going to screw that name up. It's, is it Ida Marco from the Woodlands? Is that right? That's right. And, and then uh, they've got somebody, they've got uh, another girl from Allen. So, I mean, the roster is just loaded. Flower Mound as well. So they're loaded with Texas area, Houston area. Uh, players and is it true that JVG is one of the Al's biggest fans I don't know if we've seen him at a game we have seen James Harden's been out at a couple games this year and uh, the mayor Sylvester Turner was out at the uh, the women's game where they set the record for uh, biggest attendance in program history a couple weeks ago so there have been a couple prominent figures yeah that's really cool um, let, let's get to some of the other rice sports and what's going on uh, tell me what in the world happened to Rice football. It looked like David Bailiff had things rolling. I spoke to him a few years ago, right before they headed to their third straight bowl game. But then the wheels kind of came off. Yeah, I mean, and it was something that I don't think anybody was really expecting. But it, it got to the point where it was time to make a change. And uh, Joe Colgard has, has brought in what I, I believe is absolutely the right man from for the job and getting Mike Bloomgren out of Stanford. And so... Uh, when he came in, he came in and, you know, it really was a, a year zero, just starting from scratch and getting a clean slate and stripping it down and figuring out, all right, how are we going to rebuild this team? What happened to the talent? I mean, did Bayless, Bailiff, uh, was it he, he had been given a lot of talent or he was recruiting well and it just uh, all of a sudden he wasn't recruiting? Like, where, where did it all go wrong? Could you figure that out? I mean, there was a, a handful of uh, prominent guys that transferred, I think, the year before. Uh, Mike came in. You had three or four guys that transferred and went on to start uh, Colorado State, South Carolina, you know, D1 football programs. Um, so that hurt. And then just the arms race that has become college football. Recruiting how it was five years ago, 10 years ago is not the operation that it's become today. And so I think it, to some extent, Rice just kind of got caught up falling behind in that race and by the time all all the the heavy hitters had, had you know upgraded all their facilities and gotten the new shiny ipads and whatnot you, you don't find that fall off till a year or two down the road where you're like oh the talent is kind of depleted itself and and then you kind of have to reassess and figure out how you're going to get it back so what's going to happen th this coming year i mean what can happen that sort of changes it and gets them rolling in the right path their players that you feel like are there that can get the program rolling again after, you know, the struggles the last couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. And I think in spring ball and fall camp last year, Bloomgren was was raving about his recruiting class. And, you know, every coach has to say great things about the incoming freshmen that they recruited and rah-rah. Uh, but you kind of saw at the end of last year as the season progressed, when Rice won their first and only conference game, 
at the end of last year against Old Dominion, there were four upperclassmen that started that game. And that is a slew of true freshmen and redshirt freshmen, Wiley Green, Juma Otaviano, uh, Antonio Montero, Pre Calderon on the defensive side, a, a host of guys, quarterbacks, you know, running backs, wide receivers, defensive backs that all got meaningful playing experience last year as freshmen. And so you're going to stack those guys who have already been in the fire with some new guys coming in and, and, a, and a handful of really important uh, JUCO and grad transfers. So the, the, the team talent level has already increased tremendously and, and it's only going to keep going up as they continually intentionally uh, tweaking and, and building a roster to, to, to really enforce the intellectual brutality mindset that Mike Bloomberg is, is wanting to instill. Yeah, just to put a capper on what happened, you got with David Bailiff, four out of eight years, his first four out of his first eight, or I think it was a four out of eight year stretch, maybe four out of his first nine years. They went to a bowl game. Uh, they had gone to three bowl games in a row in, in 2012, 13, and 14. And then he went five and seven, three and nine, and one and 11. It just, it, it, so the wheels came off, like I said. And uh, so Bloomerin comes in. Last year was his first year. He was two and eleven. What what what's his personality? What kind of guy is he? Because David Bayless, you know, I've talked to him. He he was like this down home Texas guy, kind of aw shucks. Is there is there a way that you would describe Bloomgren and what kind of personality he is? He's locked in. I mean, it, it, as as football coach of a football coach as, as you could think of. He's he's constantly talking about the process and 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 doing things. Uh, everything as you can to the best of your ability and, and competition, everything um, from getting to lunch first to getting out to the practice field is a competition and, and people earn things uh, at South Main. And uh, that's not to say that wasn't how it was before, but but the energy and the focus level that he's brought uh, has really been noticeable. All right, let's go to uh, the program that's just the hallmark of Rice, and that's the baseball program. How has the transition been? from the legend Wayne Graham to Matt Braga? For many people, Wayne Graham is Rice Baseball. And when the university and he parted ways last year, there was a lot of mixed feelings because on one hand, the, the College World Series title that he brought um, is arguably one of the biggest accomplishments that Rice has had in sports as a university, but the program in recent years under him, things had kind of started to, to grow stale and fade. So it was it was time to make a change and 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 getting the right person in to to take that mantle was really important. And and, and Matt Braga is is doing a phenomenal job coming in and, and just kind of restarting, kind of like what Mike Bloomberg's doing with the football program. It is, it really is going back and saying, all right, how are we going to rebuild this and make it the rice way? Uh, you know, same standard new era is kind of like the tagline they're working with. So, um, it's, it's going to take some work and, you know, building that talent base up, but, uh, they got, they got the right guy. He's a high energy guy and he's excited to be here and, and he's willing to take on the challenge. What did you think of how they handled Wayne Graham's exit? He wasn't happy about it, obviously. No, he wasn't happy, and and you know, hearsay, he say she said. As far as what the real truth was, who 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 really knows? But I know that at the end of the day, 
that at South Main, there's there's no hard feelings towards Wayne, and there's a lot of appreciation for what he did at Rice, um, and he's by all means welcome. And uh, Bragg has also, you know, said he's he's talked with him and uh, about the transition and the program as a whole. So, it, you know, it's it's kind of awkward and it's this this change period, but things are continuing to smooth smooth over. And I think any, uh, you know, irks in that relationship are just going to get mended over time. Yeah, and if people didn't see what was going on with Rice, uh, you talked about they were sort of fading. Uh, they went from you know one 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 all the way back. Uh, to 2009 when they were second, but before that they were first for a while. To 2016, they were fourth. 2017, they were sixth. Uh, 2018, they were seventh. Uh, so yeah, there there was sort of a fade there. Can they mend the fences a little bit? Are they doing stuff with Wayne this year, having a th- maybe a, a a night in his honor? Or are they we're going to see a, a big statue of Wayne Graham pretty soon out in front? A rice, or I, I, I might be mistaken. Maybe there was already is one. I mean, <laughs> maybe that's already happened. Not quite. I, I know that there will be a, there'll be an ongoing relationship between between Wayne and the university, and and that's that's kind of a work in progress. And at the same time, you know, part of the decision to to move on was let this be Matt's team. Uh, so I think the focus right now is 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 continuing, you know, to to foster that relationship uh, with with Wayne, but also at the same time, we're not going to quite get to the point where let's let's go back and, and relive the past. Let's kind of focus on the now um, while while still being respectful. So you know how that plays out in, in the future, we'll, we'll see. But but for right now, uh, at least is March 2019. It's it's the Matt Bragg era. All right, we'll close it out. I wanted to get a prediction from you. Right, Rice, can they beat Marquette? Or are they going to beat Marquette? Is that going to happen? You got to say yes, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see. From from what I've seen and 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 read about Marquette, they're a, a excellent offensive team. That's uh, the kind of team that Rice has been able to go toe to toe with uh, and defensively match up. And so, if if they play their game, they absolutely have enough firepower to meet beat Marquette you know it's not not quite I mean they're they're the underdog both ranked teams but they're the underdog and and they're willing to uh to go into it and uh you know see what happens and I I I have full confidence they're going to be ready and they're going to give it their best effort um and you know I don't I don't think Marquette fans should be surprised uh you know if Rice pulls off the victory this this isn't your average 12 seed. Well, I hope everybody out there is tuned in to see this game and, and follows this team because it's a great group of women. I, I got a chance to cover, like I said, I got a chance to to talk to Nancy and the Ogwamaki sisters and uh, just so likable and really rooting for them. Uh, last thing I want to ask you about, just tell us a little bit about the website and, and, and what you're doing uh, with uh, at the roost.com. Yeah, absolutely. We're going on close to about a, one year being here and then, you know, our goal is just to be the premier resource for, for rice sports on the internet. So I uh, got message boards and, and posts going up and we're getting into practice and, and working with all the programs, baseball, football, uh, basketball, you have it, got the tournament coming up. So all rice fans, welcome to pop in and, and join our bracket challenge. We got some information on that on the website and uh, we're looking forward to continuing to, you know, uh, have everything rice fans need how can they follow you on twitter you can find us at at the roost on twitter that's also uh find us on facebook by the same one and on instagram so at the roost 
and then at the roost.com. Fantastic. Hey, thanks so much for doing this. Appreciate having you on your show. We got to do this again soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hey there, I'm Max Friedman. And I'm Eli Blackwood. We're hosts of Tackling the Texans, brought to you by the Pulse Podcast Network. If you love the Houston Sports Talk podcast, then you should go ahead and listen to our weekly podcast where we talk about everything exciting around the NFL and what it means for Houston. We keep you updated on all things Texans with interesting debates and hot takes, making sure to bring on NFL experts from around the industry to keep you connected. Subscribe to Tackling the Texans on Apple Podcasts or give us a listen on any available platforms.